This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, this is Sip. Survive. Repeat. And repeat. Yeah. I was going to fill it in for you. <laughs> we weren't sure if you were on mute. Not today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we need a signal, Kenny. Send us some. <laughs> Beep, boop, pop, boop, pop. Okay, go. Okay. So, uh, we are a survival podcast, and we drink wine while we talk about it. And survival stories could be anything from uh, bear attacks to... Bee attacks. Mm, That was a real good one. And then uh, kidnapping stories. You never know. I'm just saying. They always live. So, we, we mix a little true crime with a little, like wilderness i guess one could say and everyone survives well nothing's all the important off, people. nothing's off the table really <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> and sometimes other things we talk about correct um we uh we're doing a weight loss challenge because i have a 20 year high school reunion coming up turns it, out we're turns not out it's good a weight at game challenge <laughs> we didn't we didn't know that our bodies were going to do the opposite of what we were supposed to do <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't know that eating cavatelli two days in a row back to back was mm-hmm. going to make me gain weight. Mm. I may have had many margaritas on Saturday night and full on Mexican. And then I may or may not have gone to Mexican today. Yeah. So it's been a ro- it's been a rope on my body. It's fine. <laughs> today starts a new day. It does. We've got four weeks. We're s- I have two additional pounds to lose. It's fine. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> We've got this under control. We got it. Okay. All right. Enough about weight loss because we don't really care that much. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we're drinking a special wine today. It ails. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> well, it's called Crash. I can read that I part. I think it says what it is on the back. Oh, okay. Hold on. It's Well, it's called Crash and it looks like um, a comic book. And this is what it says on the back. Open your mind to Crash. Crash a serious wine not to be taken so seriously. <laughs> Two seriouses in the same sentence. It's delicious. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. So it's 40% Tempranillo, Tempranillo, 30% Grenache or Garnacha, and Tintorera, and 30% Syrah. I got so that one. So it's 90% of things we can't pronounce. Yeah, 90% things I can't pronounce. Syrah. Correct. And it's Syrah, like S-Y-R-A-H. I feel like there's also Shiraz, which ends in a Z, and that's not what's in here. I'm glad you did the pronunciation on that, because <laughs> I don't even know that I would have got Shiraz right. I have no Shiraz. idea. I don't even know if I did. Uh, the only reason I slightly know how to pronounce anything is because I've been listening nonstop to Wine and Crime, and Amanda on there does a lot of, like, her wine ta- her wine selections and descriptions are like melodious. Like she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows what the fuck she's talking about. I just like wine. We're the everyday connoisseur. We're the <laughs> everyday like, woman. I'm like, I'm every woman. It's, it's all, all in me. me. Anything you want done, baby. I'll, I'll do, do it naturally. naturally. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Kenny's like, I don't know what you guys are doing. We'll post a picture. It's very good. I would actually purchase this again. Price range is around, well, it's $14. Ooh, that is good. I like it. What okay. do you think, Kenny? I'm a fan. Big yeah. fan it's, of it. I feel like it's got a little, at the end, like tannins. Is that what that is? 
2016, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so that's our wine this week. Um, I feel like we were going to talk about something else. Didn't I say in the car, Kenny, on the way to lunch that I was going to tell a story? I can't remember. God damn it. <laughs> was, it was it about the pool? Oh, so I thought I had Donald convinced that we were getting a pool. You're not getting a pool? He's backing out. He's backing Why? out of, of my above ground pool dreams. Why do you need his approval? Because I need his oh. money. Oh. <laughs> Shoot. I guess that is a big purchase. <laughs> and you know, like it goes in our backyard and we're and like need him to build a deck around it. Yeah. I was trying to speak to his like carpentry yeah. mindset. Like babe think about all the cool decks you could build around it all the wood you can and at use. one point he was like yeah i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a uh, a bridge from our regular deck to the pool deck and i was like yeah a bridge sounds amazing <laughs> and no. then no what changed what do you think it is i don't know he hmm. got here's the thing i think he got in front of my parents and my parents are very anti-pool because they had a pool and they're like no you don't. You should want have invited him over. You should invite him over here one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To come swimming and be like, you could have this in your backyard. Well, he said he's like, I would do it if we could get an in-ground pool. Why above ground's the same thing? Who cares? And like same Z's, it's fine. Anywho, so my dreams may be dashed, but you just I'm, work on it. You I'm, got it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep hustling on that. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. You're not. You're not done yet. I'm not done yet. Um, okay. So a couple of mentions this week for, uh, our, we have a sponsor Sunnies for all is sunglasses for all women. So if you're a woman and you need sunglasses, you can go to sunniesforall.com. I just bought two pair and we'll post a picture. They're amazing. I love them. And they're very reasonably priced. They have expensive ones. I think they're called fancy as fuck frames or sunglasses and then the other one is thrifty as fuck so anyway um check them out and then you can use the code sip survive and you get 20 percent off your entire order so check that out i bought the cheap ones yeah you did they fit really nicely and they were made very well too so and they came with cases and they came with cases and cleaner regs yeah they did i'm sure they're called something more fancy than that but not Uh, cleaner eye wipers (laughs) that cleaner (laughs) reg That's my the hillbilly me coming out microfiber there you go yeah. um and then we have another sponsor that's coming on but i don't know what our code is yet uh it's called the savvy anchor and it's like really cute clothing that's like all nautical I themed can't wait. and it's like their tagline on a lot of stuff is uh living the naughty life n-a-u-t-i get it guys mm. <laughs> so cute so adorable so um we are talking to the owner of that and we'll have a code for you uh for that too and we'll also get some some merch so we can tell you what it feels like Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that uh i think that's it for all my mentions so i think we can probably jump into some survival great stuff we've we've guessed that that i'm first yeah jenny's first (laughs) we think you're it okay hold on it's on my phone I was back to the phone again. She's free balling it this week. I'm free balling with a phone. All right, here we go. I am doing the survival story of Aaron. Oh, I'm getting cross-eyed. Aaron Orcutt. Okay. Okay. And that's a girl. Okay. I'm pretty sure, I didn't write down how old she was, but I, I think she was like in her 20s. I'd say like 27 when this happened. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Aaron was uh, a single mom. 
Um, she was a young mom and she was working as a cocktail waitress. Uh, one day when she was working, she got to leave work early because there was really no one at the restaurant mm-hmm. and she wasn't really, I mean, they didn't need her, you know, get cut early. I don't know if yeah. you guys have ever been servers say, before. I was going to say, that's being cut. <laughs> oh, I know. Because we both know. <laughs> um, so she, she added this habit when she walked to her car of clicking the unlock button mm-hmm. twice to open all the doors oh, no. because she's used to having her, I believe, son with her. Okay. So she unlocks both. And I do the same thing. I'm going to be honest. I do the same thing because I usually have my son with me and I got to get him in the back seat. So I want the back seat door open. Well, the problem with that is that it unlocks all the doors. And she didn't have her son with her. She was leaving work. So when she opened her driver's side door, somebody else opened the passenger door and put a gun in her face. Mm. Um, And basically he was holding the gun real low but she could see it mm-hmm. and there was an accomplice with him and um the guy with the gun got in the car told her to get in the car and told her to drive the accomplice didn't get in the car he stayed behind which was like a, li- a little bizarro okay but okay fine um Aaron was pretty familiar with the town that she was working in. It was where she grew up. So she kind of started thinking really fast, where are all the places I always see cops hanging out? That's smart. And I was like, shit, I don't know where all the cops hang out. I do on Saturdays. I will say the, the cops in my town, they're sheriffs because I live in a township. They uh, hang out on the street across from the butcher block. Oh, Gibbs butcher yeah. block. <laughs> I know where that is. Uh, Danelle's husband loves Gibbs. He goes there all the time for lunch <laughs> and then likes to talk about it at dinner. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> There's a lot of, they sell meat, but they also have, you can get lunches there like sandwiches and stuff. You can get sandwiches, wraps, uh, salads, all sorts of delicatessens. Yes. And they're, they're mm-hmm. famously known for their sausage. And um, it sounds dirty when you say it like that, but uh, no, they... <laughs> They have all kinds of sausage. And um, at on Saturdays, they do a sausage tasting from like mm-hmm. 12 to 4. And there's so many people that come to this fucking sausage tasting. It's on a main road. And the parking lot is literally just in front of it. And you have to back in and out That's onto the main road. That's a parking lot, yeah. So they have the sheriff there to direct traffic for mm-hmm. what, four hours. Isn't that ridiculous? yeah. yeah. You guys, if you're ever in Cleveland, go to Gibbs. And that's Columbia Station (laughs) tips for you. Yeah, I I was just about to say that's where I live. And then I was like, I shouldn't tell people where I live. But now they know. Anywho. (laughs) She lives above Gibbs, everyone. (laughs) I live inside Gibbs in the cooler. Um, Okay. So anyway, so she is driving around looking for places that she can, you know, find a police officer. Mm -hmm. She's thinking maybe I should just ram my car into something. You know, mm-hmm. one of those. Um, at one point, he tells her to pull over. And so she pulled off uh, to a restaurant, and he told her to drive to the back of the building. Well, she tried, but the back of the building butted up to a storage facility. Okay. And the only way to get behind it is if she knew the code to get into the storage facility. And he starts, like, yelling at her, and she's like, "How do I, I can't get back here. So, And clearly this move wasn't <laughs> thought out by him. Obviously not. <laughs> um, so... At that point, he just tells her to park where she is, uh, and he tells her to get into the back seat. Never good. Um, so she she gets in her back seat. He's basically sitting almost in her son's car seat, which is like, as a mom, super Creep, gross. Yeah. Like, you want to punch him. 
Um, and then she was told to take off her clothes Mm. and she started, she's like, no, like, we don't have to do this. You can take my car. You can take, like, take whatever you want. I don't care. Please don't do this. And then he put the gun in her mouth and said, take off your clothes. (gasps) And also the gun before he did that, he cocked it or something. I don't know how guns work, you guys, but a a bullet fell out. So she knew there were bullets in the gun. It wasn't just like a and fl- I fake I think gun. when you do that, I don't know for certain because I've only held like two guns <laughs> in my life. I think that means there's like, if he, all he has to do is pull the trigger and it goes off. Like yeah. if there's no safety on or anything like that and it's in your mouth, like what if he, uh, not awesome. So, um, he told her to sit on his lap and he tried to rape her, but he couldn't. Mm-mm. That's my noise for that. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um, so instead, because he couldn't get it up, he just took pictures of her naked on his cell phone and sent them to the accomplice that they had left behind. Oh my God. Like so wait a, a real pervert. He goes through all of this and then he can't get a boner. Correct. Yes. Okay. And then just takes naked pictures of her Gross. and sends them to his okay. friend, his buddy that he left behind. Um... Then he starts, oh, someone's calling me from the United Kingdom. Oh, I bet you that's not a robocall. <laughs> I bet it's someone real serious about talking to me. Um, so he, he gets so brazen that he, he calls the accomplice and him and his little buddy are laughing on the phone. Um, what a dick. Then suddenly his whole demeanor changes again. He hangs up the phone and he starts hitting her. And then... He turned her over and tried raping her again from behind. Still, Still no work. luck. Wah, Listen, wah, loser. Wah. Why don't you go with Viagra <laughs> next time? Wah, wah. Wah. Uh, okay. So he decided to stop uh, and, you know, n- try not to rape her anymore because obviously right. it wasn't working out. <laughs> um, and she notices that he had left the gun on the floor mm. of the car. Uh, she also remembered that the side that he was on with the car seat mm-hmm. had child child locks engaged, meaning he couldn't open that door. Okay. So she saw her opportunity. She opened the door that she, on her side because it mm-hmm. didn't have child locks and ran and slammed the door. He tried to get out his side, but the child locks stopped him. Booyah. So it took a second for him to realize that he needed mm-hmm. to go out a different door. Um, she ran outside uh, I'm pretty sure at this point she didn't have clothes on, but I, uh, it didn't really say. But uh, the liquor store owner that they were parked near had noticed the car and thought, this car is suspicious. Why is it just sitting there? Mm-hmm. And he was about to call the police. Um, and when he saw this woman running towards him without clothes Naked. or very few clothes on, he grabbed her, put her inside, hid her behind the register and said, I'm calling the police. Amazing. So way to go, liquor store owner. Yes. Um, Robert Marquez, I think I'm saying that right, was the, um, was a detective. Oh, sorry. Hang on one sec. So did she grab the gun or no? She did not grab the gun. gun. She just left the car. Okay. Um, the, oh, the gunman at that point, since he knew she had gotten like taken Mm -hmm. in instead of going after her or like going after the guy who saved her, he, um, he tried to leave in her car, but guess what? She had the keys. On her naked body. She didn't, but okay. she, Shoot. her car had a kill switch. Oh. Because apparently that's she's, a, ga- she's gangster. That's a thing. What, what does that mean? I don't know. 
Kenny. Does that mean like you can shut it off right yeah. away? I think it's like one a safety feature. If someone does steal your car, like yeah. I know OnStar has that, like they can oh. shut the car off if somebody okay. stole it. So she had a kill switch. I don't know if it was just like a jerry-rigged one or a real one or an OnStar one, Doesn't but whatever. Matter. She it hit works. the kill switch. That motherfucker couldn't get away with her car. Ah, <laughs> so him and his, uh... um, yeah. So here's, here's the interesting part. Um, so the police come, he, he okay. runs away from the scene. He's, okay. he's gone. They go and they, uh, the police come, they investigate the scene and you know, they're looking for evidence. Well, one big mistake is he left his gun. Oh. And his name was taped on the magazine. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is amazing. He's really smart. Now here's the part that I think Kenny, I told you there was a twisteroo labeling technique where they put your their name on the magazine mm-hmm. is something that is done by police officers oh no mm-hmm. oh yeah so uh everyone was shocked and um the the guy whose like cartridge and gun it was mm-hmm. anthony orban he claimed his gun was missing um They they finally tracked him down, and he was helping find uh, a truck with his friend, which I don't know. But he had her keys on him. Oh, so it was him. Like he's, <laughs> so he's gun, his gun really wasn't like stolen or anything. Right? Correct. No, he claimed his gun so, was stolen. But then when they found him, it was basically like, oh no, I'm just helping my buddy look for his truck. And then and, it's like and he's a police here, officer. But here and are he your made keys. All these mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Um. So his buddy. Uh, was named Jelnik, and he was also a police officer. Oh, so the the um, what did I call it? The 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 other guy that was there, yeah, that he was sending the naked pictures to, mm-hmm. also a police officer. Both of them say that they don't remember that they oh, were that they were blackout drunk. Uh, let's see. Orban said uh, Zoloft made him do it. Apparently, Viagra did it. <laughs> Well, and they kept asking him, like, about not being able to, yeah, get it up. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know. At least for Aaron, it amused her to some degree. And it worked out in her benefit, Uh obviously. And then, um, do you want to know what kind of officer he was? Oh, God. Tell me. He was a sex crimes (gasps) officer. Stop. Yeah. He was a sex crimes officer. Um, and his little buddy, oh I believe, was his partner in the sex crimes unit. So um, he went to trial, or no, he was charged. I don't think he made it to trial uh, with kidnapping, rape, sexual misconduct. Wow. And I think he got four counts of sexual misconduct. And Anthony Orban hanged himself in his cell. Um, even so, like, since they didn't get to go to trial, the judge still allowed Aaron, the woman who was attacked, mm-hmm. to come into court in front of Orban's family and friends and people that were there to support him. Uh, they came to support her, and Good. she read her victim statement Good. in front of them. And she basically said um, that she she was scared and afraid and, um, you know, she wasn't sure that she was going to make it out of there. Um, but at the end she said, but I forgive you. What? Right. 
just like big heart. I am. Yes. She does suffer from PTSD and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but she says, I can't just stay in the past. I have to move on, especially for my son. So, uh, the judge had, uh, mentioned that the sentence that he was looking to, um, implement was going to be 82 years to life. Great. So, um, I think part of that was because he was a police officer yeah. and he was using his power for I wonder evil. how long he was a police officer for before I don't he know. did it. And they kept showing pictures other, of him. I'm yeah. going to say he was probably in his forties. So maybe 10 years or five years or I don't know. I don't know if he started right when he was out of high school or college. So even longer. So who knows if this is even the first, I know that's the scary part. Wow. And they said, you know, there were all these excuses of being drunk or being on Zoloft or this, matter. that, and the other. Yeah. I mean, you still can't kidnap people and rape them or, or try to rape them with your flaccid penis. You can't. You cannot do it. It's against the rules. So he still got a rape charge, even though there yeah. was no, great, good. Yes. And then he killed himself. So he's Bye. a big old coward, but kind what, of got rid of the guy, scum of the What did the other guy get? Uh, I don't think he got much. He probably, he's probably not a cop anymore, but, um, because he didn't actually do anything other than help abduct. So I'm sure he got a kidnapping charge. What a piece of shit. Yeah. So that's my story. I'm pictured, was this like a small town? I feel like this would be a small town thing that would happen. I think so. I think that it would happen in a small town only, but I feel like. No, but I heard, I think it's a little weird because I think she said at some point it was alluded to that she was a cocktail waitress at Dave and Buster's. Okay. Hmm. so lock your doors and Keep don't them lock don't open them all up when you get in your car no get in lock the doors immediately mm-hmm. and stay off your phone yeah don't get in your car and get on your phone because people will just come by and like get the in. other day I was loading stuff in my back seat and I was in a state like it wasn't it was daylight it was fine but I noticed I left my driver's side door open mm-hmm. and I was like sitting there texting yeah and I was like what am I doing like, no, shut your door, lock it, and then do your text message. Right. Like, even in broad daylight, something could well, happen to you. Well, because this was broad daylight. Right. And she left in the middle of the day, and this guy, you would never her. think, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with him. He, I mean, yikes. He was all wrong. He did everything wrong. wrong. He was he was bad at being a criminal. He was. Considering and he, and he, he was a police officer. Yeah, considering he was a police officer Loser. and knew how to, how to do stuff to some right. degree. That was good. I've never heard that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Got that from the Daily Mail. Oh, I hate Daily Mail. <laughs> well, mine is the survival story of Mary Vincent. You ever heard of her? Yes, I have. I had not until I... Get the fuck I had not here with that. Ahoy! Are you looking for something naughty to spice up your wardrobe? That's N-A-U-T-I as in nautical. Check out the fantastic apparel at the Savvy Anchor. They have everything you need for that pirate or mermaid in your life. Everything but the water, of course. The Savvy Anchor specializes in nautical apparel for men and women. Their super soft garments will soon become your favorite thing to wear. Be prepared for compliments. Load up on booty today. (laughs) Sorry, that made me giggle. Savvy Anchor is offering 30% discount. Uh, to sip, survive, repeat listeners. You heard that right. 30%. Visit SavvyAnchor.com to get your sip, survive discount by using offer code sip, survive. Save 30% off regular priced items. Discount does not apply. Don't even try it to sale or clearance items. Shipping is always free for orders over $50. Again, save 30% with code sip, survive at SavvyAnchor, S-A-V-V-Y, Anchor, A-N-C, 
H-O-R.com. Listen, spelling anchor is harder than it looks. Start living the naughty life with savvy anchor apparel. What are you waiting for? Ahoy, matey. <laughs> I had to. It was... Kenny, do you know it? I have no idea. Who oh, this is. Well, I have a general idea because Danelle sent me yeah. the story. Let me but. take you on a little journey. Oh, my God. So I got most 99% of this information from um, a website called Panic Among Us. Oh, my. Which is a really cool website. Interesting. Um, I like that. And the article was titled Mary Vincent, the Girl Who Lived. Mm-hmm. She mm. sure did. She sure did. Guys, buckle in. I'm buckled because so, it's a badass story. <laughs> I was, I can't believe I've never, well, I found it on I Survived, but. Yes, it's a very famous I Survived. I went to a baseball game last night, everybody, and I didn't get home until midnight. So yes. I had planned to watch the I Survived, but it didn't happen. So here we go. Um, so this is September 1978, mm-hmm. and 15-year-old Mary Vincent, she was hitchhiking. As Terrible mo- idea. As most people in their teenage years in the 70s do. <sighs> You know, I don't know why anyone thought that's a great idea. Although, know. you know what? We now are like, but yeah, take Uber, like go online and order a stranger right? to come pick you up. But at least there's documentation. Yes. But I did read in Cuba. I think they encourage hitchhiking because it, it cuts down on like fuel emissions and stuff like that. And traffic. Oh, I thought you were going to say like unwanted bodies. No, <laughs> no, it cuts down on like traffic and then also like emissions and stuff like that. So, okay. Okay. Um, so this was, she was hitchhiking to go across California to her grandfather's house. Um, she was an average teenager. She was described as very naive. I mean, she's 15, so, um, 15 and hitchhiking, right? Very rebellious. This was not the first time she's run away from home. It sounds like her home life was a little sketchy. Her parents were going through a divorce at the time. And so she just needed out. Like she just needed escape. Um, she loved dancing. She wanted to be a dancer and she was just okay in school. Like, like the rest of us. I mean, she wasn't, you know, whatever. Um, so she stood, I guess there was like a group of hitchhikers in this area that were like looking for a ride. And, um, this guy pulled up in a blue van. Nope. (sighs) Never get in a van. So never get in a van, especially if you look in the back and there's nothing back there. He only offered her a ride. Nope. And he said he didn't have room for everybody else. Why not, a sir, van, sir? In your van. Right. And the people that she was standing there with all got the creeps from him and were just like, don't get in there, Mary. Like, stay behind. Like, don't do it. And she did anyway because, again, she's 15 and that's just, you know, sometimes you she's don't think. Like, cool. Yeah. So the man that picked her up, his name was Lawrence Singleton. Larry. He was headed to um, Reno but offered to ride her to Los Angeles. Makes no sense. And, um, he, a little bit about him is he was born, uh, in July in 1927 and, uh, in 1927 in Florida. Mm. And he had a very dysfunctional family growing up and just, you know, lots of family problems. So he's kind of a, a whack job too. So Amer- apparently during this car ride, uh, Mary lit a cigarette while they were in the car. This was like the first like super red flag. Um, she lit a cigarette in the car and she sneezed as she lit it. And Singleton reached for her to pull her closer so he could see if she was, like, okay. Or, like, I guess maybe she, like, sneezed on the ashes or something. And she jerked away and sat against, like, her side of the door, like, out of his reach. So I think that was her first, like, instinct. Like, don't touch me. Like, gross. Um, So as they continue to drive, he um, also stopped by his house in San Francisco. No. To pick up some laundry. So, uh, Mary, they, the article had said that Mary had even helped him haul 
his laundry into the back of his van. Although I thought there was no room for anyone in the back of his van. Right. But maybe apparently there's room knew, for his laundry. Maybe that's because he knew he needed to pick up his laundry. Right. Of course. So um, once they were back on the road after stopping at his house in San Francisco, she fell asleep. No. And um, Don't fall asleep during in strangers' this, cars. Right. During this time, he began to drink lots of liquor out of a milk carton, which is just so disgusting. Like, I hope he rinsed that out first. I know, right? Um, so... So she passed out during this time and then she woke up from her nap and caught a glimpse of the sign and noticed that they were heading in the opposite direction. They're heading east. And so she called him out on it and he was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize we were driving the wrong way. I'm so sorry. It was an honest mistake. Red flag number a thousand. And I'm drunk, so don't mind right. that while I drive us around. Right. And at this time, the sun had started to set, so it was getting, you know, it was a little dusky out and getting dark, and um, he pulled his van over because he had to use the restroom, mm-hmm. and so she used this opportunity as well to use the restroom on the side of the road and get some fresh air as well, but after she had gone to the bathroom and everything, she bent down to tie her shoe, mm-hmm. and the next thing she knew, she was struck over the head with a hammer. A fucking hammer? A hammer. No. So he snuck up behind her and hit her over the head with a hammer. And um, he then yelled at her, you know, don't scream or I'll kill you. And he proceeded to drag her body to the back of his van um, and locked her inside. Mm -mm. So then after that, he tied her hands behind her back and proceeded to rape her and do lots of other awful things to her. Mm-hmm. Um, he moved the van down into a canyon. So apparently they were by like a cliff of some sort. So he drove the van down into the canyon. Um, he cut the ties that um, were binding her hands together and forced her to drink the liquor out of the milk carton. Cause apparently he wanted her to be drunk with him. I don't know. Um, weird. He agreed to set her free if she would continue to cooperate. So at this point, you're thinking, like, I feel like if I was in this situation, I'd be like, okay, play along, because if you're not going to be able to run, then I think the next best thing, and I could be wrong, is to right. just play along, so maybe you'll, he'll let you go. Yeah. Um, that did not happen. So after multiple assaults, he continued to rape her, and um, she eventually passes out, but she wasn't out for long. Um, she finally woke back up, and he instructed her to lie on the ground, and then he had her put both of her hands out, like in full length and he cut off her arms with a hatchet mm-hmm. both of them well mm-hmm. while she was conscious mm. do you know what i heard though hmm. fill me in because i didn't get to watch the and documentary. Yeah, i survived i heard that she was hanging on to him when he cut the one arm off and mm. her hand was Mm-mm. still gripping his arm after it was detached and so he started flicking his arm to get her arm off of him like it was a bug Arm or hand did he cut off? He cut off right below the like elbow. The elbow. Okay. Because yeah. Danelle said hand, then you said arm. I was trying to get a good yeah. picture it's of it. Like okay. right it's below the elbow. It's basically like forearm. Yeah. Oh so he God. did. It was below the elbow. Right. It was above the wrist. Right. Ugh. We'll post a picture of her in her prosthetics. Yeah. And you'll be able to see like where it. So I've heard yeah. the, the version, and I think that's from the I Survived, that I want to. I still want to go back and watch it because yeah. I feel like the documentaries are always. Yeah, I'm much pretty more sure that it. Her arm was gripping him even after it was cut off. It's terrifying. <gasps> um, so, she, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, okay, so he cut off both arms with a hatchet. Okay, he then took her body, limp body, Mm-mm. and basically threw her down the canyon. Mm-hmm. Rolled her down the hill. Yeah. Just like she's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. And assumed she was dead because naturally if you cut someone's arms off, they're going to bleed to death or whatever. Right. And then throw them down a canyon. 
Right. And she said basically her whole motivation for surviving was that if she didn't tell her story, that more young girls will be hurt or killed by him. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of gave her the strength. So before beginning, this this part just gave me chills. Before beginning to crawl back up the side of the canyon, she rolled her severed arms in dirt to coat the wounds and stem the bleeding. Um, She finally made her way back up the hill and um, she let the sounds of traffic guide her on where to go as she went back up the hill. On a side note, she's also fully naked. Right. Completely naked, covered in blood mm-hmm. and dirt. You know, dirt stumps. All over. Yeah. Did they cover this part where she was walking alongside of the road? Yeah. Um, two men. So jump in if you have any more details. Okay, so she was walking alongside the road in a red convertible with two men inside slowed down. And once they got a good look at her, they sped away rude right dicks now no dicks yes i feel like in her defense too i don't know that i would want a man to pick me up at this point well i I guess here's the thing if that had happened to me you want anybody to pick you up but i would be really terrified of like i don't know yeah some other creeper coming to get me um but also i could imagine like seeing a naked girl covered in blood how do you just drive away like i I have no idea i don't understand um, so then two additional women came by the next morning. So she must've made it through the night somehow. And, um, by pure luck, they found her and they had gotten lost on their drive. Is this uh, driving with you? So it wasn't two women. Oh, it was a man and a woman and they were on their honeymoon. Okay. So I read that too, but then this article said two women and I'm like, but it's the seventies and the eye and survived. It was two it was, people okay. on their honeymoon. So a couple. Found on her honeymoon. on their honeymoon. What a way to start the love and relaxation. And they were lost. And if they weren't lost, they wouldn't have found exactly. her. Exactly. And um, all she could tell them is that he raped me. That's all she could say. Um, they wrapped her in towels and placed her in the car. And they drove to a nearby airport where they called an ambulance. Um, so they had to take pieces of her leg so they could save the remainder of her arms. Um, leaving her unable to ever dance again. Which is really sad. And um, she did give a thorough description of uh, Singleton, a composite sketch to the police. And his neighbor actually recognized the sketch and called the police. Mm -hmm. And that's how he was caught. And the composite sketch, this guy looks like a fucking creep. Like, in the article I read, they described him as an old jolly grandpa looking man. No. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. If my grandfather looked like this, I would be terrified of him. (laughs) He did not look like a jolly grandfather. He looked like a terrifying He old looked man. like an old creeper. So Perfect. I disagree with your article. However, um, once the police got him to custody, um, he said that she had threatened him mm-hmm. by saying that she was a prostitute. And then if he didn't give her money, he would call. she had claimed that she would call the cops and say that he raped her. So basically he was saying that this was her fault and like someone else did this to her and I didn't do this to her, blah, 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 blah. Um, before facing him in trial, Mary was fitted with prosthetics and had, um, you know, a great difficulty. The prosthetics back in the seventies were not what they are today. Right. So, um, she had a really hard time. So imagine like going through that and then now having to face this asshole in trial, you know, you have your, mm-hmm. ugh, and he was very adamant about his oh, story yes. too. And so he's sitting there telling the jury about, how this girl is a total sloot bag and uh-huh. that like, and she did this to herself and like it was a, he was an innocent whatever and in all of this. Right. Good thing. He looks like a total creeper though. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing. His looks were not on his side. 
Um, however, the trial was a total um, failure because he was sentenced to the maximum, which was 14 years in jail. No, that's younger than she was. Mm-hmm. So he had been charged with kidnapping, mayhem, attempted murder, forcible rape, sodomy, and forced oral copulation. Copulation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And this part is also makes me so angry. He was forced to pay $2.56 million to a civil judgment to Mary. However, since he was an unemployed dirtbag, he only gave her $200 from his savings account because that's all he could afford. So even though she was awarded all that money, she got $200 from it. Isn't that shit? Mm-hmm. So while Singleton was being a model prisoner, um, Mary was busy trying to live her life and get back to normalcy. Um, she battled depression. She struggled with anorexia. And at one point, she dropped down to 98 pounds. Um, she was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, and throughout this time, her life continued to spiral downward. Um, she hated her new... So she was then put into a, a school for the handicapped. Ugh. Um, she was miserable there and she hated seeing a psychiatrist cause she didn't want to have to relive what she had been through. Yeah. Um, she did eventually graduate from high school and she immediately moved out of Las Vegas, um, and really withdrew from society. She kind of became a recluse at that time. Um, her biggest fear in life at that time was to be found by him because she knew he only had 14 years in jail. Um, so living in constant fear day to day was unbearable to her. Um, let's see, this part's really sad, but it does end, the story ends as good as it can, but, um, she couldn't afford to have her prosthetics fixed at one time. So they were just broken and just, they didn't work right for her and she had to file for bankruptcy and she really struggled. Um, and this, this guy really just did a number on her mentally and physically. And, Mm -hmm. um, at that time she mostly lived off of welfare and donations, Um, so as her life was going downhill, she met her second husband. His name was Tom and he was actually an investigator in the prosecutor's office and he quickly became her backbone and number one supporter and not to mention her bodyguard and manager. So he encouraged her to share her story and advocate for victims rights. So, um, at that time she started to do, um, public speaking engagements and really got her strength back and her self-esteem back. Um, so they worked really, Tom and Mary worked really hard together to build a happy and healthy life. They married in 1999, um, in a small intimate wedding. And, um, this was really sweet since Mary couldn't wear a wedding ring. Tom bought her a diamond to wear around her neck, like on a necklace. Um, and they went to have on, they went to have two sons and she, she attended the university of Nevada and um, she also found the love of art and became an artist, Aww. which was pretty impressive with her prosthetics. Yeah. And even though she had never been interested in art before, she said that after the attack, she literally woke up one day and was just inspired by art. And it's really helped her self-esteem. Well, and I feel and, like she was into dance. Like, yeah, that's a so form it is of some art. form of art. So this is another way to express herself. And some of her pieces are now valued around more than um, $2,000. Girl. So she's selling art and making a living off of it, too. Love it. So back to this douchebag. Yeah, so let's talk about Larry. Let's talk about him. Um, so he got 14 years in jail. He only served eight years. No. Because he Mm-mm. was such a model citizen. Oh. He even, he even oh. taught classes in He didn't prison. cut off anyone's arms in prison. Okay. He just did. He was on his best behavior. So he gets released, mm-hmm. moves back to Florida, and then he decides to murder someone. <laughs> Her name is Roxanne Hayes. 
Um, February 19th, 1997, um, he stabbed her and she was a mother of three from Tampa, Florida, which is sick. Oh my God. Right. So during this time, um, the word got back to Mary and she decided to make the trip to Florida to speak at his trial on behalf of, um, the victim. Oh my God. And which again, she was not even the least bit required to do this, but she had to do it on her terms. Mm -hmm. And she said in court, I was raped. I had my arms cut off and he used a hatchet. He left me to die. She left the court speechless with her um, victim speech and she pointed directly at Singleton with her prosthetic hook. Her words left an impact on the court and he was then sentenced to death in 1997. Yes. Strap um, him and zap him, baby. However, he died in 2001 from cancer. God damn it. I know. So, um... In light of all the massive failures of the criminal justice system um, as to what happened to her, she did uh, pass legislation that would prevent early release of offenders who have committed a crime in which torture is used, and it's called the Singleton's Bill, and it carries a 25-to-life sentence. Yeah. So not only does she do public speaking and artwork, she was able, she managed to pass a bill as well. And if you ever want to help support her or her cause, um, she has a donation page um, set up called Team Mary, and it's you can find it at www.panicamongus.com slash team dash Mary. Just nice. Google, you'll be able to find it. So, yeah, that's Woo-hoo! the story of Mary Vincent. Mary Vincent. I cannot believe I never heard that one before. I can't and believe I watched either. a lot of I Survived. That's like the most famous like, one. Lot. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Is there any like little details I missed that you can think of? No, I think I chimed in whenever I thought of yeah. something. But so sad. So crazy. I, I just know. cutting off her arms with a hatchet. Why? Why? Why would you do that? It's a terrible idea. I mean, in all honesty, I'm glad he did instead of like hitting her in the head. Right. Because she may not I mean, he lived. did do that too with a hammer. Well, yes. But, but continue. he didn't kill her. <clears throat> yeah. So. So there you go. <sighs> Mary Let's Vincent. lighten the mood a little bit, Kenny. Kenny. Uh, or not. <laughs> Uh-oh. Speaking of killing. Um, <laughs> So a man is accused of killing his wife. What's he claiming was his reason? She bought a pool when he didn't want one. <laughs> good one. Oh good one. yeah. <laughs> I hope it's something. Well, that can't be light, but um. I mean, it's humorous because okay. I'm putting in my weird news. Yeah. I wouldn't go like something too serious. Okay. Um, I'm probably gonna be right on the money with this one. So I would be incredibly amazed if you're right on the money so maybe she made the same salisbury steak dinner every night for 10 weeks straight and he got really mad and just... he got pissed and he murdered her with a salisbury steak with a salisbury steak <laughs> and a knife uh he claims a powerful group infected him with mayonnaise what was it Heinz? So, <laughs> or Hellman's? <gasps> it's got to be Hellman's. Was it fucking Miracle Whip? Because that's not, not mayonnaise. Be. That doesn't fucking count. <laughs> Don't even put that on my burger. Sorry. Sorry. So the whole story is like pretty crazy. Um, so he said he killed her to give her compassion and mercy as the alignments were not in place to protect her. He then said he had been infected by mayonnaise that they put in him referring to a powerful group of people that he couldn't identify. And then they asked if he was on drugs. He said he uses ice to help him breathe, which is often referred to as methamphetamine. Oh. 
And then he's also been ingesting crystal meth every now and then. Oh, so. just a little huffing and just recreational injecting. Not a big deal. Yeah, so uh, he was just high as hell and thought someone infected him with mayonnaise. I wonder why mayonnaise was his choice of in- infection. Maybe, Maybe he like, hates mayonnaise. Yeah, like he got fed mayonnaise too much as a kid Ugh. and didn't like it or something. Oh my Maybe God. her Salisbury steak recipe had a lot of mayo in it. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Where was this at? Do you know? It was in Florida. California. Oh, I was going to say Florida too. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> Sorry, we don't Florida. Have any do we have any listeners from Florida? We do, but I okay. don't think a ton. Sorry. We have a lot of people in California though. And you said this was California? California. Bakersfield, California. Oh, California mm. knows how to party and infect with mayonnaise. Mm. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, guys. Um, well, we are really excited that we are at 48 reviews on iTunes right Thanks, now. Thanks, everyone. And it is our goal in life. It's our mission <gasps> to get 50. I was going to say 100. It's our goal in life to get... Let's well, start small. Sorry. Okay. okay. 50. It, our next reachable goal is 50. Then after that, we're going to go for 100. Okay. Is that okay. how goals work? Yeah. Make them okay. small. <laughs> Like our weight loss goal? Okay. Okay. That's what we're doing terribly at. Uh, Okay. So if you can write a review, you can send us a screenshot of that review, and we will send you a free Sip Survive Repeat sticker. They're very fabulous. Um, So make sure that... And they're big. I'm not talking like little stickers, you guys. These aren't scratch and They're sniffs. like the real deal Holyfield. I mean, you can scratch it if you want, but I don't think it smells it's like anything. It's plastic. It's, it smells like Kenny. <laughs> it's Kenny's natural scent. It's great. Um, Bottle it. Oh, to Kenny. <laughs> so if you if you guys want to check that out, that'd be great. Um, we also have our merch store, and I'm about to start uploading some new designs. Uh, one of them is a wine from Costco uh, design, because Danelle buys fucking everything from Costco. It's been a while. It has been a hot minute, but I'm telling you, it needs to Although happen. these wines, Costco, I love you, but these wines have been a little a little better, I think. Okay. We're also sitting here with a black box of wine. Which, I have to say, I'm not usually a box wine fan, I love this. Mm-hmm. It's real it's good. It's really good. It's real good. And it lasts for six weeks. It might last you for six weeks. It, Yes. <laughs> you, no. Well, I mean, there's still... Um, yeah. So... Oh, and we're also trying to get more followers on social. Um, so if you guys want to follow us, we're on all the social medias. And I think that's it. With the uh, reviews, make sure you send us a screenshot of it in order Ooh. to get your sticker. Yeah, and put sticker or something in the subject or in it yeah, so that like I know what, why you're sending it to us. Email yeah. us. Anything works. Yeah, Sip Survive Repeat. Whatever. Sip Survive Repeat at gmail.com. Um, or like Kenny said, you can DM us on any of our socials. So that is it for this week. Stay surviving, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.